Show, it's time for us to do another sponsor spotlight. Now, this is Floridian Property Consultants. I know you've heard the ads. This is one of my very first sponsors, and I'm lucky to be joined by Ruben. He owns the company, Floridian Property Consultants. And let me tell you, I know this guy because he's actually inspected my house, and I've had lots of property inspectors come out. They do an okay job. Ruben actually came after I hired a different property inspector who didn't do a good job, and Ruben came and did a much better job. And that's why I'm so happy to have him here as a sponsor, and I'm happy to introduce him to you. So welcome to the David Pollack Show, Ruben. Thank you, David. I appreciate you having me on the show. I want to introduce my listeners to you and to your business, because not only are you a great property inspector, but you also do commercial property inspections, and we talk about that on the commercial. And what's different about a commercial property inspection for versus a residential property inspection? So uh, pretty much when it comes to commercial, uh, it, it piggybacks off residential, but it's a little more detailed. For commercial properties, uh, whether it's multifamily or commercial retail, the insurance carriers, they require now within every three years to have a new replacement cost appraisal completed. And what that is, is just to figure out what the cost of construction is for the property in the event of a total loss. So it's actually a very important inspection. Um, that should be as you know very accurate that can be. Um, so when it comes to commercial, that's your biggest inspection. And of course, you still have the wind mitigations and roof condition reports that just give the insurance a peace of mind as to what kind of attributes a building has towards uh, mitigating towards hurricane damage and also the roof condition to see what the life expectancy is. And you, and this is something you guys specialize in. So not just are you great at residential, I can attest to how thorough you are doing residential inspections, but this is something you specialize in on this commercial side, right? Correct. Uh, we were born doing residential inspections, uh, but within a couple of years of the business, uh, commercials started coming in um, and we, we blew up on that sector. It is what I specialize in myself. I do have a couple other appraisers, but I do every file pretty much at least gets my eyes for, for me to review and um, collaborate on. So that's that's uh, that's how we do it on commercial. And just so and for the regular listeners that might not be commercial business owners, you also do residential property inspections, right? Correct. So whenever you're renewing your insurance policy, the insurance company will always require you to do a mitigation or four-point inspection. So we take care of those for you um, and also elevation certificates for your flood insurance for residential. Well, now, if somebody wants to hire you for either commercial or residential, how can they get in touch with you? So my office number, uh, it's the Broward County number is always the best number to call, which is 954 954- Nine four four three three zero five. Our email is info at floridianpropertyconsultants.com. And for anybody who you know may have a commercial property or something specific where they need assistance on, I actually give away my personal cell, which is 305-305-9334. And that's exactly the type of service I've come to expect from you. Guys, I hope you give Ruben a call for all of your inspection needs. Thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you so much for your sponsorship. Without you, there is no David Pollock Show. So, guys, if you love the show and you want us to stay on the air, do business with our sponsors. Ruben, thank you for being on the show. David, I appreciate you. I think what you're doing is great, and thank you very much for having me here. Thank you so much. Welcome to the David Pollock Show. I am honored to be joined by Todd Saylor. Todd Saylor of Wired Differently. And let me tell you something. This guy is Wired Differently. And the reason why I just say Wired Differently and all of the millions of things he's involved in, including his multiple successful businesses, is because he does everything. So Wired Differently is his brand, and he is Wired Differently. Welcome to the David Pollock Show. David, this is a privilege, man. <laughs> I walked by, and you're like, Sebastian Gorka is walking off. And you're like, hey, get on the show, bro. And I'm like, let's do it. Try I want to tell a story about you, though. Oh, please. Tell a story. You tell a story about me? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So I walk in here. I'm like a big deal. Okay, I act like a big deal because if you act like one, sooner or later you That's might it. be one. Like, like you, it. man, you look smooth, you look yeah. sharp, you look smart. 
Just like Scotty with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I'm like in a rush, and Gorka's signing books, and I'm supposed to be up front with Gorka, and people are talking to me, and Gorka's. So anyways, he's just got people around him like, babe, where's my books? She goes, they're in the truck. I said, go get my books. I realized it's a heavy box. Yeah. And I know your buddy's with Scotty. So I yeah. say, look, sir, can you go get my books in my truck? And you're like, yeah, man. Of course. And he goes, he like literally runs out back with my wife, comes back, he's carrying like, where you want them, bro? I'm like, that is Pollard, right? That is amazing. Listen, it, you you always try to be the person you want other people. You got to live the example, right? I you totally set believe. The That's what I spoke about yeah. at the event. Yeah, did, the, did you get to hear it? Today? Yeah. Yeah, I was sitting right there. Oh, you man. didn't see my army? So I brought my wife and kids here today. And, I, and again, you have to really, uh, I was in politics for a while. And what I learned in politics, I was an underdog. So you don't know this about me. So the way this all started was, I'm like, it's 2020. I just turned 40. I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And a good friend of mine calls me and I was involved. I've always, like Sebastian says, you have to do something. What are you going to do? How are you going to be involved? You have to. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm on all these boards. I'm involved in the community. I'm doing all these things. And then somebody calls me. He's like, David, there's a Democrat running for office and he's the only one. And he's, it's going to be his seat unless you do something. Okay. Okay. I grabbed the packet. In two days, I qualified. And then in two, I had to figure out in a very short amount of time how I was going to be a candidate. Nice. So I went and I, I mean, I met everybody. I shook hands. And I just, what I learned is people didn't know I wasn't. And I would always be like, yeah, I'm new. I'm new. And then I was like, wait, what? They don't know me. I am whoever they know I am when they meet me. Right. And so from that day forward, I learned you have to just put forth the person you want people to know you are. You know, and it's not disingenuous. It's if you don't have to be insecure. You no, can be who you are without no, people giving you that recognition right away. No, the seven steps of getting what you want in life. And that's one of them. You know, demand it, dream it, right. design it, live it. You gotta be it, right? And I think I think uh, it's working for you. I, I think, think I know it's worked for me. It's worked for my yeah. students. It's worked for my family. Yeah, I learned from my father. Amazing, amazing man. I want people to know, guys are real deal. He's not just like some other show. <laughs> He's walking around. His family's here. His kids are here. Right. They're all part of it. Wearing shirts and carrying on. It was yeah. awesome. Yelling wired differently. And <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was well, we great. want them to see it because you yeah. have to teach your next generation. And this is where the left is, is so dangerous for our country. Yes. We want to teach our next generation how to be the type of citizens that we need to be in order to move this country in the direction we need to do it so I try to set the example for my kids I try to show them if you want something you go and get it and that was a big part of my 2020 campaign it was hey we're gonna go out here and get this and we didn't win we came close but man did they learn a lesson about working hard and going for something like what well, you want and, and when we were on stage today it was great and I got to talk about it's our culture right yeah and we told a story about me burning up a motorcycle yeah 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 well, that was a great story <laughs> and uh, no one really wanted to help me out I was impaled and on the side of the road and, yeah and a guy rolls up in a fat boy and Helps me up and dusts me off, and loads my totaled vehicle into a trailer. And at the end of the day, he says, you know, man, I wish it would have been me. I watched you fight really hard, but you went down. And I said, man, I, I know the next time that I was riding, maybe I should be on a fat boy. And that wouldn't happen. He said, oh, no, it had happened just like that. You'd yeah. look cooler on a fat boy. <laughs> but I realized that he had, his story was more than that. So at the end, he loads the truck, the vehicle up, and then he, he takes me home. Yeah. And I think to myself... The message here isn't that the brand is the product. The brand is the people. The brand is the culture, right? You know that. It's, it's like the, I wanted to buy a Harley after that event for my next bike because not because I knew how it would ride or how it would sound, potato, 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 potato. I've, I wanted to be in a Harley because I wanted to be like that guy. Yeah. And so when we take a, think a little about what our brand is, it's not the product. It's what we are. It's the people that are buying the brand. And so when you think of America, look at him like a Harley Davidson, man. They have a brand. They have a culture of people. Jeep has a brand and a culture of people. America had a flag and a culture of people. Well, let's talk about that for a second because that's really interesting. And, and I want you to tell you, they haven't left yet. Well, no. But, but, but it's getting whittled away, and that's what, what, what I think well, I want people to understand. And, that's, and it's, it's such an important point. On my show, we talk about it all the time, and I try to 
peel back the layers like, like Dr. Gorka says, because at the heart of all of this, and you have to go way back into history, and this isn't a conspiracy, communism cannot survive in one state. It has to spread. And the United States being a, a symbol of freedom and, and a blended capitalist system is a threat to communism throughout the world. They knew they had to take down America. It's still their plan today. And they've put a series, 50, 70 years now in the making, of trying to rebrand the way Americans think, about the way they think about their country. And it's getting worse and worse, and we're getting further and further along. But if you look at how we're being taught about our founding fathers and, and their evils and, and how they're being taught about the foundation of the country and trying to even redefine when the United States came to be. It's not 7076 anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything is being redefined as being racist or wrong. They want to take away the Constitution, the very thing that protects us from them. Mm -hmm. They know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. The thing is they're attacking the brand of America. They're attacking that spirit. And they're effective at it, though. And this is the thing that scares me, the thing that keeps me involved in this, the thing that gives me a voice, is that if we don't call it out and pay attention to it, and we're not crazy for it, we have to say, look, what you guys are doing on the left, it's not just about winning elections for you. What we're talking about is a country that has liberated millions throughout the world, continues to secure world peace. And you see what a weak United States does in a very short few years around the world. Mm -hmm. The United States needs to be here to save the world. That's why God put us on the planet. Mm -hmm. The left is seeking to destroy it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, I think you said a lot of smart things there all at once. <laughs> well, thank you for saying you're smart. <laughs> so, number one, you've established yourself as a smart and a, an authority in this. I think that we can't take God out of the mix, right? And I'll just give you a little story about AI, and then I'll actually dive in a little more. So, oh, gosh. You're going to have to come back on the show to talk about AI, by the way. Yeah. I have an entire AI show planned. Right. I'd love to. So, briefly, the problem with AI is, is that it will make it so easy like overnight to redefine the culture of our language, the culture of the, the truth of our nation. Uh, it will immediately eliminate the word man. It'll immediately eliminate the word woman. It'll try to get rid of the word God, and overnight it'll happen. But so I just want you to tell me, so my wife was concerned about it, and some other people were concerned about it. They're like to me, you know, it's, it's ever. Elon Musk said it's going to happen. Everyone's going to happen. And we were walking. My, literally, my wife and I were walking. She says, what's going to happen? How's it going to work? It's gonna, I said, man, listen, just think about it just for one moment. Just let's get the hopeful side up for just one second. If God is really, which he is, that powerful, can't he control the AI? I mean, think about it. What if the Holy Spirit went into the AI muscles? I'm just going with it. I'm not going to buy the stock in it. I'm not going to worship it. I'm, I'm, I've used it a couple times. But the bottom line is I think that there's an omnipotent side of all this that the more complicated the left or those people make it, I think the more vulnerable they really are. So I would just tell you that from a spiritual perspective. I would tell you that we have a fist fight on our hands. Yeah. A, literally a fist fight. Have you ever been in a fist fight? I won't you don't say have that to brag about it. Yeah. I've been in fist I fights. I can't admit or deny. Yeah, any, so we know what you're saying. We, 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 we got you. It doesn't yeah. mean it'd be a crime, but like what I've wrestled. I've, I mean, I've been in street <laughs> fights, you know, and um, I'm not trying to say I'm proud of it. I'm just saying that, man, there's a certain thing that happens in a street fight. Like, you become a barbarian. You, you become like some of us do. Right. And, and I was one. So I, I know that inner core of like if someone tried to take my children, if they tried to take my wife, That's I right. know what I could do. Well, and I think that at some point, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to fight our way out of this, you know, not in a not in not in a fisticuffs. I'm just that mentality. And I think we've we heard it from today from Sebastian. That is we have to continue to push. We have to continue to fight in our ways. We have to continue to make sure we're holding places in council. We have to continue to say the truth. We have to continue to walk the line of truth. We have to live the line. We have to understand the First Amendment means speech. We have to listen to their speech, but they got to listen to ours. Yeah. And we are allowed to carry weapons. And we're allowed to use them if someone encroaches, impedes, or tries to kill or take our family. Period. That's it. We're here. We're called to protect. 
Yeah, and then that's it. It goes beyond politics, and what you're talking about is that energy that's going to save America. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I hope you come back again. We are going to talk about AI again because it it's fascinating, not just from you know a political sense, but I mean, there's a lot we need to talk about with this as yeah. a, util a utility. I think we got to go for it. You come back on the show. I'd love to have you. Stay with me. We're going to a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the David Pollack Show. We're doing something a little bit different tonight, but what I wanted to do for you today is kind of give you a closer look at our sponsor. And I want to kick it right off here with one of my newest sponsors. This is Daryl Lopez with Public Telephone Company. Daryl, welcome to the David Pollack Show. Oh, glad to be here, David. As one of our newest sponsors, I'm really excited to tell our listeners about everything you can offer for them. You know, when you start a new business, the first thing you need, obviously, is telephone so you can communicate with your customers. And Public Telephone Company, I think you guys are the best in the business, offering the best customer service, the most affordable prices, and U.S.-based support. That's why I love you guys. Why don't you tell our listeners, I mean, I guess I just told them all the good stuff, but why don't you tell them a little bit more about what Public Telephone Company can offer them? Sure. So we are a digital phone service. Everybody's familiar with that term. So we're a voice over IP uh, service provider. We have uh, our own platform and we're here based in the United States and based in Orlando. And all our customer support is here. And for some of our listeners that are just used to the traditional telephone company type stuff where you plug a jack in the wall and then you may or may not have reliable phone service. What's the difference between VOIP and uh, the traditional phone service? So the difference is real simple. Instead of using your traditional copper telephone lines that, um, you know, the old Ma Bell would deliver. We use the open internet since you, everybody's got home, you know, business internet service. We ride the public internet to deliver phone calls and make phone calls. And so um, if I'm starting a business and I need phones and I don't want to use uh, traditional phones, I want to use a VOIP, there's companies I can call, but you guys are better because you're not one of these huge companies. And of course, you're my sponsor. I have to say you're better, but you really are better because you're not one of these huge companies that I'll call and get frustrated because I'm talking to support in some other country. Somebody's not going to help me lock me into some contract and then when I'm mad at my service, uh, there's no solution for me because I'm stuck. What sets you guys apart from these big box companies that provide very little service? Well, we first of all, we don't have any contracts, so it's you come, you know, we can, you know, that's the easiest part there. And we do, like I said, we have uh, support here in the United States, so you're not calling overseas and getting someone that really is reading off a script card. We will take the time to understand what your needs are and how you want that uh, phone number configured. Because remember, on a digital service, we can do almost anything we want with that phone number, whether you want it to go to a time of day, an IVR, or just go to your cell phone. And, and all that personal service sounds expensive. How's your pricing compared to some of the big guys? Uh, we're very competitive. We're probably under everybody else in the country. Um, you know, as I say, we're large enough that we can afford to offer the best pricing, but we're small enough that we can make decisions on the fly. You heard it, guys. I mean, if you need a phone, you need to call a public telephone company. Daryl, why don't you let them know how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Our, our toll-free number is 877-314-4080 or our Orlando number at 407-588-4200. Everybody get on the phone to call public telephone company right away. Thank you very much for not only sponsoring the show, but for joining us live today and in letting us know all the things you can offer for our listeners. Thank you. Did you know that every 40 seconds, someone in the United States suffers a stroke? And every three minutes and 14 seconds, someone dies from a stroke. These statistics are staggering, but even more surprising is the fact that stroke can affect people of all ages, with one in seven stroke sufferers being younger than 49. The Scott Cooper Smith Stroke Awareness Foundation is on a mission to spread awareness about stroke in younger individuals. In 2009, Scott Cooper Smith passed away unexpectedly from a stroke at just 32 years old leaving behind a wife and a child. The foundation was started in his memory to connect stroke sufferers with the resources they need to overcome this devastating condition. If you want to help young families struggling with the impact of stroke, consider making a donation to the Scott Cooper Smith Stroke Awareness Foundation. 
Together, we can make a difference in the lives of those affected by stroke. Visit strokeawarenessfoundation.org to learn more and donate today. That's strokeawarenessfoundation.org. Having a Welcome to the David Pollock Show. I am here with a special guest. He's Sebastian Gorka, not just known from his wonderful show, America First on the Salem Radio Network and his TV show on Newsmax TV. This guy's a counterterrorism expert, military intelligence uh, analyst. He's an author, and he's worked for the Trump administration, and hopefully he'll be in the Trump administration again here real soon. Sebastian Gorka. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, welcome to the show. I want to get right out the gate here. Uh, Joe Biden has said he's uh, running for re-election. No, 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 correction. (laughs) Jill Biden has told Joe that he's running for re-election. That's a little bit different. (laughs) So apparently they're prepping the basement here. And, um, you know, he is ad to announce his uh, candidacy. It's not even in person, not in front of cheering crowds. It's just Joe Biden, you know, painting a very dark picture of the country, trying to make it seem as if, you know, uh, MAGA is destroying the country. Um, But it's really Joe Biden and his policies. Now, let's talk about that. If Joe Biden is re-elected, what kind of a threat does that pose, not just to America, but to the world? This is a man who's in a cognitive decline. It's apparent to everybody, even him. And now the country, including China now, China is taking notice of this. I'm going to ask you, I mean, is this not just bad for America, but it's bad for the world? Well, of course it is. I mean, we, we've got war in, on the continent of Europe. Why do we have war? I mean, I'm always amused when people say to me, what would President Trump do? And I say, what do you mean, what would President Trump do? There wouldn't be a war in Ukraine if my boss was still in the White House because Vladimir Putin, that KGB thug, is afraid of him. Uh, We killed 300 Russian mercenaries in Syria on my watch when we were in the White House. And and Putin didn't didn't even hold a press conference. He's so afraid of of a real alpha male and not a fake one like he is. So, yeah, another four years would be an utter disaster. We'd probably have war in Asia if we're not going to have that in the next 19 months. And we'd have not, you know, six million illegals. We'd probably have 30 million illegals across the border if he was in the term for a second time. But I don't think he can even make it. I mean, I'm not even going to countenance him winning, but the guy is senile. You see the footage of him, the way he shuffles, the way that the Secret Service has to tell him where the entrance to the White House is. This is not the man running our country. And it's clear that his wife told him he's running again. But no, it would be a disaster for all Americans and a disaster for the world. Yeah, and you know, you've seen videos of him where he's not blinking. And you have yes. to, right? And, or the way, or the way he, he holds his, uh, the way he doesn't swing his arms when he walks. Right, right. And, and, and there are a lot of things. Look, I, I'm a PhD. I'm not an MD. Uh, and if you look at the, 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 the signs of a cognitive dementia and senility, one, one of the first things that happens is the complete loss of, of filter, right? You say things you're not supposed to say. When, when you've got a Muslim judge in the White House and you're at the podium and you say, hush, boy, no. that's like, dude, you should be in an old people's home. You should be getting psychiatric assistance. When on the campaign trail, can we just remember, on the campaign trail, he confused his wife for his sister and his sister for his wife as they were standing right there next to him. So, yeah, this is the man who has the the, the nuclear football always, you know, 20 feet within uh, within, within reach. And this is the guy who could start World War III. it's, It's a bad joke. Now, you mentioned World War III, and, and, and at the Freedom Expo, you're on stage talking about World War III is not going to look like your traditional World War no. III with battleships. You say we're in World War III, and Correct. it's China. So he's already started World War III, and as a matter of fact, he's an active participant in it. I mean, what's going on right now, I mean, he's playing perfectly into the propaganda if you look at the way social media is being manipulated. I mean, talk about that a little bit. I mean, we are in World War III, and with Joe Biden really not being in charge, 
China's only going to get stronger, right? Yeah, China is on, on the rise. Uh, you can talk about this in several ways. We can talk about the fact that when he was vice president, his son traveled with him on Air Force Two to Beijing, and his son, Hunter Biden, who was kicked out of the Navy for being a drug addict. We've seen all the videos of him with prostitutes smoking crack on the laptop. Th this individual flies with his father on Air Force Two and gets a $1.4 billion, billion dollar deal with the National Bank of Communist China, a deal that not even J.P. Morgan could get out of Wall Street with no background in finance or in Asia. So number one, they're bought and paid for. We, we, we know that. We, we know that, you know, the money from Burisma, from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow, they are compromised as a family. And beyond that, we are at war. China, I mean, read the book Unrestricted Warfare by two senior uh, Chinese colonels where they say there's you know, one way to take down a more powerful nation like America, and it's using all the non-kinetic means of warfare. So finance, intelligence, propaganda, uh, digital warfare. We, I mean, just look at the recent reports. Multiple secret police stations on U.S. soil. On U.S. soil, that's like an act of war. And that's happening under the Biden watch. So, yeah, so it, it's not going to be like Saving Private Ryan, it's not going to be you know, aircraft carriers and Top Gun. The war has already started, and it's not just about bullets and bombs. Yeah, and I think the first shots of the war was the COVID, COVID virus. I mean, here is Donald Trump doing really well. Finally, China's GDP is dropping. America is surging. Our military is getting stronger. Everybody in the country is doing well, despite all of the opposition that Trump faces from within. And all of a sudden, a virus is unleashed on the world. Yeah. Next thing you know, Biden's in the White House, and AI now it poses an even bigger threat because now we have we don't even know where it's originating. You talk about China's data collection. This the war can look like very much so, and if it doesn't look like this already, where China's literally manipulating data in our own social spaces, getting people to riot, protest, creating problems, it can create so much dis, um, distress in our own country. And we've done that for decades in other places, but it's happening right here under Biden's watch. And I think that's what the new war looks like. It's, it's a war that we don't even realize is going on. It's a war for our minds. It's a yep. war for our kids, our technology. I mean, how do we fight a war where we're being manipulated constantly, both extremes? You mentioned when you were on stage, you said it's the freaks who uh, are here at these events because we love the politics and everybody else wants to stay out of it. But the people who stay out of it, they're scrolling on social media. They don't know what's real, what's not real. All they know is what's being told to them. And I think that's the real threat. Not so much, I don't know if it's TikTok necessarily stealing data, but what you're able to do with these platforms, right? Well, you, you have a, a role to play. Every single listener has a role to play. You have to be the catalyst and you have to be the provider of truth. So the first thing that is the most useful that you can do is to make sure that you only use reliable sources of information. I mean, you know, the, one of the biggest self-inflicted wounds we have on the right is peddling garbage like QAnon and Infowars. You know, the, somebody raised the question about the U.S. bio labs in Ukraine. And I said, uh, can you tell me who built those labs? Nobody in the audience except one gentleman. I think he probably looked like he had a background in the defense sector, had the right answer. The Soviet Union built the labs. Moscow built the labs illegally during the Cold War. We went in there after the Soviet Union collapsed to find out what they were secretly and illegally doing there. So one of the most powerful, best things you can do is to be a source of correct information and provide it to those who aren't the freaks, who aren't the addicts of politics. So, you know, one of the most popular articles on my website, sebgorka.com, is the sources of information I rely upon. It's the 14 websites that I use to prepare for my show every day. So people know, you know, I often get, people send me, have you read this article about, you know, the latest bioweapon that's being delivered by balloons across America? And I say, what, from 
MAGAAmericansRule.com. I mean, just wake up. You've got to go with sources that matter, that are proven reliable, like the Federalist, like the Daily Caller, like the Daily Wire, like Breitbart, the ones that AmericanGreatness.com, the ones that have proven themselves. A random article from a site you've never heard of before, you shouldn't be sending that to anybody, let alone believing it yourself. So one of the greatest things you, as a host, and your listeners can do, is to educate yourself using the sources that have de demonstrated themselves to be reliable and be a catalyst for knowledge around you. One last question on that same note. You talk about how um, the organizations that run elections in the Republican executive committees, the committee uh, precinct positions are understaffed. They yes. don't have the volunteers. And that's the thing, we can't win elections unless we're out on the ground working. You mentioned Scott Pressler, a good friend of mine. He's out trying to tell people, hey look, if ballot harvesting is legal here, we need to be ballot harvesting Correct. too. If people are registering voters here, we need to be doing it too. If they're going and they're, and they're going to polling stations and they're observing, we need to be doing it too. And the thing is, it seems like Republicans just don't know how to win on the ground. It seems like we have conservatives that are out there doing the work, and we have these Republicans sitting in D.C. like Mitch McConnell, perfectly content with the system that rewards his friends. How are we going to beat Democrats if we're not beating them at their own game? How can Americans get involved and take back this country? Well, I think you just answered your question. It's rhetorical. You don't, you don't deserve to win if you're not fighting. Uh, it's, I was at an event for 300 patriots in Virginia. It was like a MAGA ball, and this lady ran, at, ran, ran up to me at the beginning in a ball gown and said, hey, can I get a selfie, Dr. G? And I said, yeah, sure. And as soon as she took the selfie, I said what I say to everybody. I say, don't forget to tag me when you post it. Immediately her expression changed and said, oh, oh, I, I can't post that on, on social media. I mean, Northern Virginia is so Democrat and my, my husband is self-employed. Now, uh, two hours later when I gave my speech, I didn't use the woman's name, but I said, if you're not prepared to put your name to your values, your face to your values, you do not hold those values. You're a fraud. You're a fake. So it's very simple. If you want to win, you better fight. Dr. Gorka, thank you so much for being a part of the show. God bless, and wonderful to see your amazing brood. Do you have any sons, or are they all girls? Uh, they're all girls, and they all wow. brought their... Yeah, no, listen, I have two female dogs in my house. Do you have, like, low, do you have low T? Are you surrounded uh, by No, estrogen? no, it's, if I didn't have so much natural testosterone, <laughs> I think I would be <laughs> suffering. And, and so, yes, my house is filled with women. I think the fish in my house are women. Ouch. But, yeah, no, it's pretty tough. Hold the line, dude. I'm trying Hold my best. I'm trying all to right. save the country and my household all at the same all right. time. All right, well done. Dr. Gorka, thank you so Thanks. much. Go to SebGorka.com, guys. Welcome back to another Sponsor Spotlight. I think this might be one of my favorite ads. Not that any one of my sponsors is more important than any of the other ones, but this one just makes me in a good mood. It's, it's ice cream. Who doesn't love ice cream and happy ice cream music? So I'm happy to have Scotty Cahill Jr. on. He is the owner of Topper's Ice Cream. Scotty, welcome to the David Pollock Show. Hey, David. I'm happy to have you here to talk about Topper's Ice Cream. You know, your ad, and I didn't have you here just to talk about an ad, but your ad it seems to be the favorite of the listeners. They're like, man, I love that ice cream ad. I think his ice cream puts everybody in a good mood. And your ice cream over there at Toppers is it's special. It's, 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 it's a rich frozen custard. I don't think people are used to having down here in the South. When I was up in St. Louis, I lived there for a period of time. They were known for their frozen custard. And I was super excited to find it in a place there. Um, Toppers has that and amazing toppings, hence the name. But why don't you tell us a little bit about Toppers and what makes it special? Well, Toppers is a custard ice cream. As you just alluded to, it's uh uh, something common that you would see in the Midwest or upper Midwest area. Um, very rare that you would see it down here. And uh, it's something that when you try ice cream, and you may think all ice cream tastes the same until you come and try it. 
And uh, we've had customers since we've opened since the beginning, and we've had new customers that come from other places. And once they've tried it, they've been hooked. So, um, but it's a soft serve, and it's got uh, various flavors, and it also has is the name Topper Screamer has toppings of many different choices, and that can be mixed in. So, um, so we have a lot, of, a lot of favorites, but it's just the custard itself which separates it from uh, the rest of the competition. And now you've been in Apopka for a while now and serving the community. And even though there's a few different toppers locations, this is a family owned business. And I think that's what makes you stand apart from these other places. It's you go and you get personal service. Somebody who's lived in the community for a while, somebody who understands the community. And I think that's led to your success. You know, what does that mean to be a family business there in Apopka? Well, it just means that you're in there and you're involved with people in the community. We, we host events there, Boy Scout events, uh, car washes for uh, lo- local schools. Um, you know, even allowing them to do bake sales there, um, you know, just allowing the place to be used, uh, not just for customers coming through, but uh, certain times we allow them just to have uh, events to be uh, take place there. Uh, but like you said, we've been there 12 years, and a lot of it is just uh, once you just continue to keep putting the time into the community, uh, you know, the community responds, and, uh, and if you keep putting out a good product that's consistent and got great staff, then uh, they'll keep coming back. And you do that. I mean, you take care of the community and you take care of the David Pollack show because your sponsorship mm. is essential to us staying on the air. Uh, Scotty, thank you so much for being a sponsor of the show and for serving the community for so long. Guys, if you want ice cream this summer and it's going to be hot, even if you want ice cream in the winter, you need to go check out Toppers. Um, he'd be happy to see you. The community appreciates you. I appreciate you. Scotty Cahill Jr., thank you so much for being a sponsor of our show and for coming on our show tonight. Hey, yes, sir. And congratulations, David. Hey, thank you so much. They may try and sell you Cause it hangs there